Welcome to a podcast brought to you by the American Academy of Orthopedic Manual Physical Therapists. Our academy is a national organization committed to excellence in orthopedic manual physical therapy practice, education, and research. And we're here to explore a wide range of topics with you through interviews with content experts. Hello, my name is Stephen Schaefer, and I'm honored to bring to our audience a brief conversation with Dr. Louis Pointadura. In this podcast extra, we're going to hear from another great guest about the forthcoming vote to potentially change the name of IFOMT. As regular listeners will know, there is a proposal to change the orthopedic manipulative portion of IFOMT's name to of musculoskeletal. We've invited Dr. Pointadura to join us today because he's an IFOMT perennial with a robust amount of international experience. And with that as our general introduction, let's get to the conversation. Dr. Puentadura, welcome to the AMP podcast. How are you doing today? Very well, thank you. Well, sir, it is spectacular to have you here today as a guest, so thank you for joining us. And let's just dive right in. What is your opinion on the proposed name change put forth by IFOMT? I am very much against it, primarily because of the reason IFOMT was started in the first place. It was meant to represent manual or manipulative therapists, and it was meant to be the organization that would provide some level of standards of care for all member organizations around the world. I actually found out about IFOMT when I became a manual therapist in the early 80s. I uh, did my graduate diploma in manipulative therapy and uh, became eligible to be a member of the Manipulative Therapists Association of Australia, which incidentally changed its name to the Musculoskeletal Physical Therapy Association of Australia back sometime in the early 2000s, I believe. I can't remember when it was. I had left Australia by the time I came over here and that happened. I come from the point of view that it's meant to be an organization that's meant to represent our interests in manual and manipulative therapy. And I think changing its name to musculoskeletal physical therapists eliminates the manual therapy part of it. So would that change almost to you feel like a de-specialization of what IFOMT has come to mean over the years? Exactly. That's a great word, de-specialization of what IFOMT is meant to be manual and manipulative therapy. And that could be because it seems that manual and manipulative therapy is being devalued these days. It's being seen as a passive intervention, not unlike ultrasound and electrotherapy. And there are many therapists that are calling for getting rid of your ultrasound machines and your electrotherapy machines. And there are many that are saying, get rid of manual therapy and don't put your hands on patients, which I think is silly because it's a specialization and there's good evidence for its use along with exercise and all the other components that are part of physical therapy. And as a lot of our listeners probably already know, the IFOMT provided definition of manual therapy certainly isn't just the fact that we use our hands to contact a patient. Manual therapy is a very robust method or approach that pulls from all sorts of different areas of expertise, including exercise, clinical reasoning, and the biopsychosocial model. Absolutely. And I think that 
it's probably a little bit because of the way that manual therapy is being given a bad name these days. I'm sure people have heard about the social media giant that has pushed this schema of, you know, manual therapy sucks. And when I first saw that, I thought, well, manual therapy only sucks if you suck at manual therapy. If you're a good manual therapist, then your manual therapy is wonderful and patients really respond to it and do well. But it's like anything else we do in physical therapy. We can't just give people exercises and um, tell people to do 10 reps and three sets of this particular exercise and walk away. There are exercise therapists who would say, oh no, you've got to look at the periodization. You have to look at the form, the posture. You have to control it or make sure the patients are doing the exercises the right way. Well, I would argue the same thing for manual therapy and manipulative therapy. You can't just lay a patient down and you know pop the joint any way you like. It has to be done with some skill and with appropriate care, with the right force and the right speed to get the maximum results. And I think there are far too many manual therapists who don't invest the time in developing their skills and becoming really good at what they do. I really appreciate that emphasis on the specialization, the education, the process to make sure that we're doing all of these different subcomponents in perhaps, let's say, the best way possible or maybe an effective and efficient way because we have to be this group of advanced professionals that are really bringing top-notch quality to our patients. And one of the things that I fear, of course, is that merely changing a name from orthopedic manipulative to musculoskeletal isn't actually going to accomplish that. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it's too general a term, calling it musculoskeletal association rather than manual or manipulative therapy. You know, it seems like it's just generalizing it and not attending to the special needs of the group that want to be represented. And the group that want to be represented by IFONT are all the member organizations throughout the world that you know, have physical therapists that want to specialize in manual and manipulative therapy. They don't want to specialize in orthopedic physical therapy or musculoskeletal physical therapy. They want to specialize in providing appropriate and skilled manual manipulative therapy. That was an excellent point. And Dr. Pointadura, I was just wondering if you have any final thoughts on the topic. Yes, I think one other thing to consider is that perhaps this trend to move away from the term manual and manipulative therapy is because of some of the mistaken understanding of the research out there on the effectiveness of manual and manipulative therapy. One of the things that really struck me in reading the research is how a lot of the studies that actually look at manual and manipulative therapy and find that there's no significant difference between uh, thrust techniques and non-thrust mobilization don't take into account whether the clinicians that are providing the interventions have a personal equipoise, whether they have a personal bias or belief that manipulation, a thrust technique, is more effective than a non-thrust technique or vice versa. And there's some interesting research that looks at the effects of clinical equipoise. And another thing to consider too is that with the way the research is conducted, trials can either be prescriptive trials or pragmatic trials. 
And there's a lot of push for pragmatic trials because it resembles clinical practice. But the problem with pragmatic trials is that they allow the clinicians in the trials to decide what to do rather than prescriptively following a particular approach. And if you're studying two different approaches, thrust techniques versus non-thrust techniques, but you allow the clinicians to decide how much to do of each, then that really washes out the whole event. And the results actually show that. There's some systematic reviews that show that when studies are prescriptive, comparisons between thrust and non-thrust techniques, then manipulation wins. But if they're pragmatic, there's no significant difference between the two interventions. So they're things that need to be considered as well. As I think is always the case, these things, I mean, physiotherapy as a whole, as a matter of fact, are difficult to perfectly quantify and calibrate when it comes to a research study. The classic example would be it's easy to do a certain double-blind controlled approach with pills because you don't know what's going on, but we have a much more complicated and nuanced skill set and you know list of interventions just like you I would I would love to see much better research in this regard I know clinically I get great results with manual therapy I know of all of the physical therapists that I'm aware of we're all doing much better work after we go through the rigorous process outlined by organizations like IFOMT and AOMT and I would like to see that specialization process keep moving forward in a way that allows us to keep delivering great services. I echo that. Absolutely. Well, Dr. Puente Dura, thank you very much for joining us on the podcast today. It has been an honor and a privilege to have you here. And maybe in the future, we can have you back. Thank you very much. I really appreciate being asked to participate. This has been a production of the American Academy of Orthopedic Manual Physical Therapists. You can learn more about the Academy by visiting our website at aaompt.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching for our acronym, AAOMPT. The views and opinions expressed on the AOMPT podcast are those of the interviewers and interviewees and do not represent the official position of AOMPT. The information presented should not be used as personal health care or clinical practice advice. If you need to find an expert orthopedic physical therapist near you, then check out the Find a Fellow feature under the Public Resources tab at www.aaompt.org, which you can find in the show notes.